Hey, good evening, and welcome to, uh, what is it, uh, I keep wanting to say February, I've been saying that the last few days, but it's actually May, it's May uh, 17th today, 2023, it's Tuesday night, and uh, if you're just listening, I did have one new viewer, according to the, the uh, what is it, the Spotify podcast app thing that I'm using. Um, so whoever you are, thank you for listening. I hope, hope you got something out of whatever you, and you listened to last night's episode. Um, I hope you got something out of it if you're listening again. Um, uh, that's always my, my, I guess, ultimately my goal is to serve others and um, be a little selfless by being selfish. And again, my selfless, my selfish act for doing these is to really help formulate um, ideas again. I won't. I won't bore you with that fucking idea again, or the reason. But because it, again, it's all about me. Um, is to just get thoughts out, and and, and it's also practicing my craft, um, communicating. I, I'd like to get into um, public speaking. That's kind of a broad, vague topic, but uh, I want to speak on stage and sell from stage, like um, yeah. I say the Sham Wow guy, if you remember him, but. Uh, well, he wasn't on stage, but kind of a sell a product or a service on stage to like one to many selling. Um, I just think that would be a, I think it'd be fun and, and lucrative as well. But uh, so, you know, kind of gets my craft, uh, sharpens my knives for that kind of work because I don't really put a lot, a lot of time into preparing for these. And, and maybe that's self-evident, right? But, uh, and I think I sh- I'm going to start preparing more as, as I progress and get like my business more squared away and a couple of things that I'm working on. Um, but in doing that, I, I hope that I, I babble something out that is useful to someone who just happens to listen to this now or in the future. It's really just kind of my, again, my audio, audio diary, audio, audio blog, because it's easy to just kind of, kind of wrap sitting here in the, in my, uh, my bedroom studio where it's nice and quiet and got some low lights on and not burning any incense tonight. Or I usually have a beer when I do this and not, not tonight, just had a glass of water and watching my cats be lazy. Um, but I wanted to talk about, I actually sat in my chair here and thought about well, what the fuck am I going to talk about? And I wanted to tell a story um, really to kind of just reminisce. I guess this would be a great story to have a beer with, but I'm not, I'm not going to, um, growing up, I guess the premise of the story is the impact that you can have on somebody's life with not, without even knowing it, just by being who you are. And I guess that can be positive or negative, right? So if you're, um, I don't know, I want to judge anybody and say a bad person, but let's just be honest. If you're, you know, slanging Coke on the corner to, you know, you're, you're doing that probably just to survive, but you're not necessarily the greatest influence, <laughs> you know what I mean, to people around you as opposed to, um, you know, someone that's doing, you know, Mother Teresa. But but most of us, you know, that, that's kind of polar opposite there. But uh, I guess there's, you know, a lot worse than selling crack on the corner. But, but the point is, like, there was a guy growing up in my neighborhood. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Grew up in South St. Louis. I lived in a neighborhood um, called Dogtown, if you're familiar with the area. It's an Irish Catholic little neighborhood. I'm, I'm neither, really, but uh, just happened to live in the neighborhood. 
and uh, I had a basketball coach. I played basketball. I don't know. I think we started in the fifth grade. For I don't know. Pretty young in the school there. Fun sport. Still like it. Um, but my coach. I want to say almost my entire time in elementary school up until I went there until seventh grade. Uh, well, his story ends in seventh grade, but um, it was a guy named Al McNeil. McNeil, I'm pretty sure that's an Irish name, right? Um, trying to describe him. He looked, he was an iron worker. Um, so he was very fit. You know, iron workers are like, those are some tough dudes, right? <clears throat> and uh, he had, I guess he would be considered kind of him. And this was in the 80s, like early, uh, what well, wouldn't have been the early, but in the late 80s. So late 80s, maybe up to like 90. I'm not sure, you know, when his story when he would leave the story, but, um, six, seventh, I was born in 78. So like six, seventh, fifth, six, seventh grade kind of time frame. So do the math if you care. And, uh, he, he was our basketball coach. I met another guy. Um, he had kids, but they were little, maybe three or four. And I remember his wife, pretty lady, blonde hair. I think she had Mindy. She was nice. She would be there practice sometime. I think she would, you know, like, when we would have games, she would help out and bring like sports drinks and snacks for after the game or whatever. Um, uh, and then another guy, James Spees, I think his name was. Yeah, no, that was that was the guy, the kid I went to school with. I don't remember his dad's name, but I I, I remember his dad. Really cool guy, really nice. Um, you know, great coach, uh, from what I remember. Um, and then there was another guy, Bobby trying to think his daughter was like my first girlfriend in like sixth or seventh grade like we just held hands and kissed and her name was melissa morris and uh, i think his name was bob morris i don't know if he's still around i think he i think he left left this too a while ago i don't know the whole story but he was a good dude but nothing um i just remember he was like really tall it seems like but getting back to al these three were our coach coaches for basketball so We'd show up and practice in the gym, and uh, the 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 two dads, Bob and James's dad, James Pease's dad. I, I think they were always like in like shorts and a t-shirt, and like what you'd wear to a gym, like fucking gym clothes, basketball shit, right? Tennis shoes. Al showed up in a flannel t-shirt, tucked into his dirt. Uh, it wasn't necessarily like filthy, but like jeans and like work boots. He he didn't come from an office job. It was very clear that he was an iron worker. And, or you know, or some kind of construction worker, but he he was an iron worker, and he coached basketball in in that. You know what I mean? He always had like very again very fit guy, tuck shirt, flannel like work shirt tucked in, jean shirt, always had a belt on, just a kind of a, you know I guess you you know a, a rugged dude, and and mustache and like this curly mullet, and I can still hear him like coaching us. And um, giving you, you know, I call it giving you feedback as an adult, but as you're a kid, you're like, this guy's a fucking dick. But he was, he cared, you know, now that I'm, I'm 45 now, and what, you know, what would I have been then, 13, 14 years old, obviously a different perspective on life. I didn't really see where he was coming from, but very tough, a lot of laps. And, but he would celebrate like when you won. But one of the things I really remember that sticks out and the impact that he had on my life um, to, to this day, I think about like 
what would Al think if I did, you know, not that I make bad, you know what I mean? But I just, if I ever reflect on things, I'll ask myself like, what would Al would think, you know, like, am I, um, I don't know that I learned a lot of like stuff that I use in my career other than like work ethic, but like just the discipline and the integrity, I think would be the, some of the biggest things. And he, uh, he grabbed me one time we're running laps in the gym and he would be standing like underneath like the the backboard right um and he like just snatched me up and like pushed me up against the wall which i don't know that you could do that to kids nowadays but i'm glad he did you know it didn't bother me back well it did bother me back then but and he's like hey i think he called me a little little fucker or something and he's like uh you know i saw you smoking cigarettes and I was like, what? You didn't see him, you know, I, and I, I was a young kid. I mean, I don't, I wasn't like a smoker, but I, I think me and my friends would like steal cigarettes every once in a while and smoke them walking down the street, thinking we're cool. And he saw me do that shit. And he didn't, uh, he didn't call my dad. He didn't, you know, call my mom. He didn't, he just handled it right then and there. And he taught me a lesson, you know, as far as like, the biggest one was like, I lied to him about doing it. And, uh. And again, it was, you know, fucking 30, 30 years ago. I don't remember all the conversation, but I remember the emotion and kind of the message and the impact of him. He cared. He wasn't just, I don't think if, if he was a dick, why would he care if I smoked? You know, he, he just kind of said, look, man, he's like, that's not going to get you. And I'm using kind of my words just to kind of, um, you know, revoice his message essentially the essence of his message was like, you know, man, if you want to be an athlete, that shit ain't part of it. Like you can make a choice, like you can do that or you can play basketball, but you can't do both. Right. Um, and and I, I think obviously he was, um, fuck, how old would he have been? He would have probably been maybe close to my age now. He was probably late thirties, early forties, I guess, you know, and so he definitely had the years of, you know, to gain wisdom to kind of see, um, and, and I'm sure most of, most people have, you know, because I'm, I'm for, again, 45, if you're my age or, um, you, you've probably seen the impact of, and this isn't a conversation about cigarettes. I'm not telling anybody what to do. I'm not the lifestyle police. I would encourage you like, maybe don't smoke because. Or go to like a lung cancer ward and talk to people that do, because it it can be kind of wicked, and uh, not, not kind of it's horrible. It's a horrible ending. My aunt died of lung cancer, but uh, but she had a great life. So at the end of the day, really, but but she could have ended differently. And I think maybe he just saw that somehow, you know, not my aunt, but saw other people in his life that just were, you know, fucked from smoking. And he was just trying to, you know, communicate that message with me, to me, you know. And there was just so many little things about, uh, that he would do about just attitude and, um, you know, again, I didn't realize at the time. I, I didn't really start realizing until I got, you know, my 20s out of the Marine Corps and started to have kids. Um, and I, it's probably normal, right, for most people to have similar, like, realizations. But just, you know, I remember we were playing this, I don't remember the name of the school, but these kids were physical and they, they dominated us size. Like we, we were not like, um, we were all slender athletic kids, um, but we were, we were in, in shape, but these guys were just, they just dominated, they were just bigger. 
and um, t- I don't know if they were tougher, but they sh- they were more aggressive in the beginning. And going down the court one time, I kind of got into it with this kid, and I, I don't we didn't get technical fouls or whatever it was, but we you know the whistle got blown and there was a t- whatever timeout, and I remember him just kind of you know pulling pulling me over, and he's like you know that's he's like yeah basically saying, Hey, that emotion is good, but you can, again, he's like, you can, you can do this or you can do that. You can't do both. He's like, just channel that emotion into, because it was anger and it was passion. It was passion. You know what I mean? We were, we were, I think we were down. I think we ended up winning that game. If I remember right. Um, I can still see it in my head. I can see the gym, the layout, the parents, the, you know, the, it's interesting. And, uh, and he just said, hey, like, focus, you know, instead of getting mad and, like, getting in a shoving match, like, take that shit and, like, apply it to, like, your game, like, your focus and your footwork and your shots and your, you know, your head fakes and your defense. Like, oh, you know, if you play basketball, you get it, right? Um, and it happened, you know, I wasn't the only one, you know, that, that got mad. Everybody on the team was um, was passionate, right, about that game. and he just taught me how to build um, channel energy and be aware of like the choices I can make. And, uh, and later on in, in life, and I'll, I'll wrap this up this quickly. I try to keep it under, you know, 15, 20 minutes, but uh, later on in life, not actually not much later. It was probably, let's say that was 14, maybe, maybe eight or nine years, eight years later. What I, yeah, it would have been about eight years later. I was in, in the Marine Corps. I was like 22. And, uh, and long story short, I had ended up getting bronchitis really, really bad. I went on a deployment and just there's a lot of things. My immune system was beat up from not sleeping and not eating right. And I was smoking cigarettes again on this deployment. Um, I don't even know why because I think just out of boredom. You, you know, a lot of dudes smoked, so you just kind of would hang out with them and smoke. But I ended up getting bronchitis really bad. And I was in the hospital. Not, not like on my deathbed. It wasn't, you know, that wasn't traumatic, but you know, it was inconvenience to say the least. And, uh, and I remember talking to this doctor and he's like, do you smoke? And, uh, and I guess technically I did, you know, I didn't really consider myself a smoker, but I was, you know, at the time. And, uh, I just remember thinking about him and going, fuck, you know, what would, this is a moment where, and let me back up. Al had died and he was an iron worker. And um, when I was in like seventh grade, he died. So probably not long after the, uh, uh, you know, that, that game, I, I, again, I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to add dramatic effect here. It, it wasn't, wasn't too far off of that after that game that he, uh, yeah, he was working on a building in St. Louis and fell, fell off the fucking thing. Um, Cause that's what happens to iron workers. Um, they fall off buildings sometimes from time to time. Uh, my grandpa was an iron worker, and I know quite a quite a few, probably two or three guys, um, Al, and then a few other folks that had, uh, you know, didn't uh, uh, couldn't violate gravity, and uh, so you know, laying in that hospital bed thinking about Al, and I, I don't know, maybe he was there. I like to think that people kind of always are still around us, some sort of energy. But I wonder if he was in that room, just like sitting on the bed across from me in those fucking jeans and work boots, you know, 
fucking looking at me like, you little fucking idiot, you know? I told you this shit. This is what I kind of like wanting to tell me like, hey, you learned a lesson, you know, or you didn't learn a lesson back when I talked to you, but I did. You know what I mean? I, I It took me a little bit to get it. I've got goosebumps now. Maybe that's Al. Um, it's got covered in goosebumps again. That's really cool. Um, but he was an amazing man. And I don't think he, he lived the life that he lived for whatever time frame he lived. And uh, I'm glad I got to know him for whatever brief time. I wish I would have been more aware to be present, you know, but you're, you're not as a kid. Most people are never present, but um, just to be present to, to go, Hey, this is a special moment. And, uh, and, and where all this leads to, it was a good story for me. It made me think about Al, but um, about whatever we do, whether it's sales or, you know, marketing, or you could be a construction worker like Al was an iron worker, um, you don't have to have a special title of like doctor or uh, you don't have to be a sales leader or executive leadership, you know, any of that bullshit that people put on their LinkedIn profiles. Um, you just got to be a human being to other people and just give a fuck. Just give a damn about them like Al did. He just cared for whatever reason. Um, he just cared. And it wasn't just me, you know, that he cared. He cared about everybody that I ever saw him, you know, from what I remember. I'm sure, you know, he's a human being. I'm sure he had his moments, especially being an iron worker. I heard about those guys, you know, Friday afternoon in a bar in South St. Louis or downtown. Um, I'm sure there was a little bit of a different version of Al there. I hope there was. You know, I wish I, I, wish I could have a beer with him. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, just, I guess just to be mindful of the little things that you do you know, will have this long lasting cascade of an impact on people. Like there's things now that I teach my kids that like those kind of lessons that Al kind of inadvertently, unintentionally, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I never really learned more about Al's life. I guess I could have, um, when I go back to St. Louis, a couple of bars that I hang out at when I go back to St. Louis, some people from the neighborhood that, you know, that still are around and they're, in their late 60s now, something like that, early 70s. I'm not sure how old they're, but uh, you know, I could probably ask him. Because I, I've talked, his name has come up before, like having a beer with some old guys. And I, I didn't tell this story. I just mentioned that I played basketball for him. But uh, yeah, it's those little things that, you know, um, just caring and just really giving a damn. And I don't think it's something you can do on purpose. I think it's, I think you can like shift your, empathetic uh, uh, gauge or thermometer. I really think if you're not an empathetic, which I'm not, I was not um, an empathetic person. I, I think you can increase it and just, it's just the act of caring and being selfless. Um, and it really made a difference. And, uh, and you never know whose life you're going to make a difference in. And it's kind of, it's kind of sweet to think about him doing that for me. And I, I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of, there's amazing, millions and millions of amazing people in the world like him. So I don't know. I, I don't really know what you can take away from this other than, I guess for me, it's going to be, how can I be more like Al? And uh, in my day-to-day -day life, whether it's in selling and just being more genuine, 
authentic and caring um, to working with my kids, um, even the animals. I don't mean to animals, but, you know, I think I call my dog a fucking dickhead every once in a while, Henry, my male dog, um, and just care, just care about their well-being. And be like that. Talk to you tomorrow.